In today's episode, I'm interviewing my good friend Jason Stahl from Hank Schwartz's Delicatessen. Jason is a veteran magazine editor and Emmy Award winner who is looking to edit himself out of the publishing world and transition to opening a Jewish deli in Jersey City, New Jersey. Jason is currently juggling a full-time job editing for various publications such as Wonderlust and Spin, recipe testing for the deli, and being a husband and father. Welcome to the Rare Conversations podcast. I'm Leonie Milano, and I chat with creative entrepreneurs and business owners around the world about what it takes to start, sustain, scale, and sell a business. We talk about real-life scenarios to help you understand the path before you and to inspire your own journey. I transitioned from working in film, TV, and global events to working with creative entrepreneurs through mindset coaching and mentoring. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs embrace the journey, understand themselves better, accelerate their growth, and get the most out of life, making sure they have a hell of a lot of fun along the way. Jason Stahl, how are you? Hi, Leonie. It's so great to see you. So good to see you. We haven't seen each other for some years. Yes. Worlds apart, but thanks to technology, we've we've stayed in touch. Exactly. Exactly. We we met in New York and you were working at a magazine. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, I and this is really embarrassing that I didn't know this about you. But did you really win an Emmy? I did. I won an Emmy. Um, it was a sports Emmy, and it wasn't just me. It was an entire team. Right, uh, but still. It, yeah, it was very cool. It was when I was, I was working. Uh, I was a producer for NBC Sports during the 2014 Winter Olympics, and um, it was the most uh, f- like fulfilling and rewarding and awarding job I ever had. Um, you know, for six months, I was interviewing the greatest, the world's greatest skiers and snowboarders and even curlers. Uh, and then come games time, I would, we were all living in a hotel in Stanford, Connecticut, working on Sochi time. So my days were start from like t- at midnight or three in the morning and right. doing this live reporting and updating. And, and uh, it was awesome. And then to top it off to, to win an Emmy award, that is it's very cool. It's, it's definitely a, a, a good conversation started when people come over to my apartment. And they see uh, me sitting there. Yeah. Like, what is that? So, and, uh, and kids like it too. Like when my son's friends come over, like, what's that big thing? But uh, it, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's cool to have, but you know, it's, um, you know, I've done a lot of fun things in my career in publishing and trying to look at the next, next chapter in my mm-hmm. life. So tell me a little bit about um, your wonderful new adventure that you're on, Hank's mm-hmm. Delicatessen. Yes. So I am looking to open up a Jewish deli mm-hmm. in my neighborhood, which is Jersey City Heights, a neighborhood mm-hmm. in Jersey City, New Jersey, um, just across the Hudson River from New York City. Um, it's something that I've been trying to do for the last two years. In, mm-hmm. in 2019, I was working at Google as a contractor. Mm-hmm. And uh, around March of 2019, my wife and I were just kind of joking around um, about opening up a Jewish jelly. At the time, I was reading this amazing book called um, uh, Pastrami on Rye 
by Ted Merwin. And essentially it's the history. It's, it's an amazing book. It's a history of, of the delicatessen, how it got started in, in Europe and, you know, through immigration and made its way to New York's Lower East Side. And from that, it kind of spurred the conversation of, of opening one up. And about two months later in May 2019, I found out from Google that my contract wasn't being renewed. And at that time, that a light bulb went off that just said, you know what, I've kind of had enough. You know, I've, as far as being in the whole publishing industry for, for you know, many, many years, you know, next year will be, you know, practically 20 years since I've been in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and it's just, you know, I've done, I've had a lot of contracts and just a lot of ups and downs. And despite accomplishing a lot, you know, I think this was a sign that says I need to get out and move on and do something new with my life. So what were you How, doing and, with Google? Um, I was working on their travel products, editing a lot of right. their travel content, uh, doing some writing for them. And, and hey, I had a, I had a blast. Mm-hmm. You know, I was hoping that they would renew it. I took full advantage of all the perks and ate all their delicious food. And right. <laughs> um, it, it was uh, it was amazing. Like my, my my wife would ask, like, "Oh, so what did you?" Like, it, it, was, it became a, a running joke of, and she's an amazing cook. She works in the restaurant industry and she writes cookbooks and all, so she knows a lot about food. She she's cooks amazingly. Um, so when we when I would come home, she's like, "Oh, what did you have for lunch? Just lunch, mind you." Like oh, I had some uh, some mussel soup, or had. Are a, you serious uh, at Google? Oh, it was you felt you felt you were at a five star restaurant. Um, and if you wanted more, you would just get more. But the the funny days were when you would they would have say like General Chow's chicken or fried chicken. Oh, I you like have to one. get there as soon as the commissary would open because there would be a line out the door for some for some of this. Um, but yeah, I mean they had a whole fish and seafood station. Oh and, my god! Um, I mean. You know, you could just, you could go there for three meals a day, pretty much. Um, you know, every Thursday was smoked salmon day for breakfast. Um, <laughs> so it's like, see you to your wife. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't worry she's, about breakfast. I'm, I'm yeah, off she's like, like, how am I, how am I supposed to compete with this? Right. Uh, which is kind of, which kind of epitomizes Google where no one can compete with them on any level. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so, you know, so when I, so around May, when I found out my contract wasn't being renewed, I said, you know, maybe we should take this deli idea a little bit more seriously. And throughout that summer, um, we were able to, you know, work on a business plan, uh, just start putting some menu idea, a lot of menu ideas together and you know, coming from the magazine world, writing headlines, every sandwich. Very handy. Every, every sandwich I came up with had the name of some kind of, it was some kind of wordplay. So... <laughs> So I started, and, and fortunately for me, I do have a lot of friends who work in the restaurant world. You know, I, I'm a part of this um, football tailgating group um, at before Giants games called D2, and all these guys are, are world class chefs and pastry chefs and um, suppliers and distributors and bartenders and and, and pitmasters and stuff like that. So you know, it, it's a great circle of friends to. Um, that sounds very interesting. Hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, I reached out to several of them. One of them at the time was kind of going through a transition in his career himself. And um, he, uh, his name is uh, Pauly uh, Valatuti. And um, oh, okay. they, so, so Pauly was helping me just kind of develop a menu and 
Um, that's his specialty. And, you know, this is all through kind of the fall 2019. And then come around February 2020, I met with another friend of mine, uh, Bradford Thompson, who's a James Beard award-winning chef turned uh, restaurant consultant. And he kind of walked me through the, all the steps to opening up a physical place. And, um, you know, a month later was March, 2020, which unbelievable, which, you know, put a stop to the world. Um, I remember, I remember when, how excited you were at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I shared this with you, you know, a while ago and, and, you know, yeah. once March 2020 came, it's just like, okay. But I, I didn't completely shove the idea mm. because I was trying to think of, is there a way to, you know, I, I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to use the word capitalize, but, you know, is there a way to, you know, make this come to fruition with mm. what's happening in the world where, okay, maybe it's smaller scale. It's, you know, people need to eat. Is there a way to open up a small shop quickly to, to, to feed people? Um, and you know, I wasn't, I wasn't able to do it. It, it did put everything on the back burner. However, at the same time, I was approached by um, a production company from one of the, the food channels who was representing one of the, like, the cooking channels for a TV show about people trying to open up businesses during the pandemic. Um, at the time, they were being a little tone deaf. Um, and however, you know, this was, the concept of the show was um, couples. I think it was husbands and wives. And uh, so my wife and I both, we were interviewed for the show. We made it to the final round. Uh, we kept getting updates from the production company. This was going on for months and months and months. Um, we still don't know what's going on. They check in every once in a while to see what is, is happening with us. Um, but, you know, so now that things have thawed in, in terms of the pandemic with how is everything um, there now? It's, I think, as far as like restaurants go and people getting back to what they want it to be, um, you know, it, it's, you know, people are going out to restaurants. You know, my, my wife's restaurant, um, which is the Little Owl in, in the West Village in New York, you know, it's, it's packed on the weekends when she's working. Um, they also have a very beautiful outdoor setup. Mm-hmm. which is bigger than their indoor seating. So um, well, that's handy. For, for that, for them, it actually, it, it kind of benefits them with the outdoor dining, but um, you know, it, it's places are still hurting that the problem is, is that you're never going to recoup what you lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, everyone's doing everything they can. And, and I think I would just hope that customers for all businesses and also, you know, diners at restaurants are aware of what these small businesses have went through Mm -hmm. and how much that internally they are still struggling. Um, You might see a lot of people out front, you might see them doing a lot of deliveries, but, you know, remember what they lost. They're trying to, they're trying everything to still stay afloat. So um, be a very kind diner when you go out. Oh, Um, I've heard about that. Yes. Yeah. There's been a, there's been like a complete shift Um, when, when indoor, when, when dining, when outdoor dining first came back, um, to New York, there was a shift in, in diners where they were just one is the demographic change to a much younger, you know, millennial demographic, and you know, their sense of entitlement. Um, but now I think you know things have kind of changed with you know the regulars returning. Um, but yeah, I just you know anyone who who goes out, just just remember to 
be supportive and kind. Um, you know, everyone's trying to get through this together. Um, so now that we're kind of back to how things were uh, pre-pandemic, um, and obviously, you know, we're all moving in the right direction in terms of, you know, making, you know, trying to eradicate this or at least control it through vaccines mm. and all. Um, you know, I'm trying to move forward with, with opening this deli as well. Right now, I, my ultimate goal is to have a physical space in, in my neighborhood. Right now, since last February, um, this past last winter, 2021, is when I started operating virtually. Um, I was trying to, I was just getting very antsy. Like I need to start something. So mm-hmm. at the time, like, are there, are there any Jewish holidays that are upcoming that I can create a product and, and, and sell it? So I partnered with a friend of ours. He's a pastry chef. Um, he lives down the street from us. Um, oh, and you were killing started- me with those pictures. <laughs> so he, we, I, so we teamed up to make hamantaschen for, for Purim. Um, and so we, we sold out, um, that's incredible. Or, you know, we, I mean, it was a very small batch, but mm-hmm. you know, um, he made, we made three different flavors. It was all a mixed box for each one. It was, uh, like a, a lemon curd with poppy seed, um, a Nutella oh. and, um, homemade apricot jam. Those are the three different oh, wow. ones. And, um, so we still nine per box, we sold them all and, you know, just little doing something like that kind of got me started getting a little following. Um, and luckily because of, of the calendar, so that, so the Hamantash from the end of February, a month later was Passover, you know, luckily, you know, it fell early this year. So for that, um, one of the more newer treats for Passover is, um, like chocolate covered matzah. Um, people call it uh, matzo crack. Yeah, I, I would try um, that. I used to be obsessed but, with matzo. Yeah, so you might be the only one who's ever used the word obsessed and matzo oh. in the same sentence. You um, know, I used to just eat it by itself all the time. <laughs> so it, it's uh, so it's just tro- matzo covered in chocolate with you know sea salt. We did uh, again, I think three different flavors. We did um, a, a spicy one with Aleppo pepper. We did one with rose petals. Um, and then we did a, um, I think just a plain one with, with sea salt. And again, through that, we sold, you know, a nice amount I was happy mm-hmm. with. And then it's like, okay, what do I do? What do I do next? Like there weren't any more Jewish holidays. So I decided to, uh, make pickles or this, this pickled cucumber salad. Mm-hmm. And I was just selling again, selling it via Instagram and I would get a few orders per week. Uh, mostly in my neighborhood. And then um, I started selling them in in glass jars just to make it a lot more sustainable. And so you can reuse the jars or even I was trying to, I was trying to create a program where you can return your jar mm-hmm. and I'll refill it. And you get, you know, you get your pickles at a, uh, you know, at a discount. Um, How did that so go? Then, uh, no one really cared. I mean, it not, I shouldn't say no one really cared. It, it's, it's tough. Right? It didn't. It, it didn't catch on. The, the mm-hmm. concept didn't really catch on, and, and I think that it's just a matter of just the word didn't get out. Because again, I'm doing this all on my own. Yeah. Uh, via Instagram, and I'm, when it comes to social media, I'm quite a luddite. Um. So, but then the farmers market in my neighborhood uh, was was starting up again. Um. I couldn't get the the 
paperwork done in time to have my own table there. But I, I, one of the custom, one of my customers um, is the owner of this company, this food delivery service called Riggs Provisions. And we just started chatting and I asked her, Hey, would you mind if we partner and, you know, you can sell uh, my pickles, you know, I sell them to you at wholesale, you sell them at retail. And she's like, yeah, that's great. And so she sold, she started selling a few and it became starting to catch on. Uh, but she was only at the market um, every other week. Mm-hmm. And so I wound up reaching out to one of the farms that comes to the market is farm called RH farms. And uh, I think it's Hackettstown, New Jersey, or, you know, Northwest Jersey. Um, and they said, yeah, sure. We'll be happy to, to sell it. I think, you know, it's a great fit. They sell produce and I'm using their produce to make, to make these pickles. So um, I started going to them every week, you know, for the last couple months and, you know, it's been great. It's, it's been a great response selling them through RH farms. And um, every week I go and sometimes, so every time, thank you. And like, every time I go, I always meet someone looking to looking for them, which is great. And I try to get there and I'm stand. I stand in line to put everything out. And, you know, it's great to hear someone say, Hey, do you have any pickles? And, and, and Hunter who, who, whose family owns it. She's there on, on Sundays. She's like, Jason, come to the front. We need you. So so it's great. And, and again, it's, you know, my goal right now is to just create a following, um, get people to recognize. And if, if I'm making a little bit of money, great. But, um, you know, so now it's, okay, I need to kind of expand to what is that next product? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the farmer's market's coming to an end in a couple of weeks. And also, you know, the kinds of cucumbers that I need are going to be out of season pretty soon. Oh, they're just going to be hard to find. So it's like, what is that next product? And I've been toying around making um, halva, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, kind of that Mediterranean, Turkish, Greek, Israeli tree. It's just tahini and 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 sugar, um, you know, simple syrup and, and tahini. Uh, but again, you need really high quality tahini. And um, so I've been testing that out for a couple of weeks and hoping, um, you know, there's there's actually there's a wine store in my neighborhood who uh, Riverview Wines they've been actually selling my pickles as well for the last couple of months. And they, they, nice. yeah, they've been doing a fantastic job with that. And so I'm going to see if they're interested in selling the Hava. Um, for a very, very long time, I've been trying to perfect my uh, citrus cured salmon. So, or, or lox. So, you know, I got to see, maybe that's something that I could start selling as well. We have an amazing bagel shop in our neighborhood. So maybe there's a way we can, I can, partner with them. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, I got, I need to, you know, right now I am juggling so much and, mm. you know, it's, you know, I am trying to transition, you know, hundred percent out of the publishing editorial writing world to um, having my own deli. And, you know, right now it's, I have a full-time job as an mm. editor. I have, I freelance, for another uh, publication, mm-hmm. um, an editor of a travel site, mm-hmm. uh, Wonderlust. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am trying to do this deli. I'm also a husband and a father. So, you know. Got a couple of things a, going on. Yeah, just a couple of things, pretty important <laughs> things too. So it, it's. All of them know, are important. 
Yes, it, and it, so it's been it's, it has been challenging to to juggle. It's been challenging to find time to move the deli forward. Um, so I, you know, I've ex- I've accepted that's what it is. You know, it may be six months before I get to the place where I want it to be. It might be a year, it might be two years. Mm. Um, but as well, I just need to keep moving it forward. That's what, that's, that's the key. I know, you know, I'm sure there's several people out there who might be in, you know, a similar situation or just whether they're juggling as much as I am, or just in general, wanting to switch careers or start their own business of any kind, regardless mm. if it's in their industry or not. Um, you know, it's as long as you, you know, and this is something you and I spoke about, um, you know, a while back about, you know, having, having that punch list or that to-do list. And it's, um, you know, you know, you have to check in with yourself. What is that? You know, don't have too many things on your to-do list. Mm. Um, you know, even if it's just one thing, what is, you know, you want to, it, it is, it, you get that, you know, sense of accomplishment, um, you know, set up a timetable, what realistic goals, you know, say, you know, Hey, I want to test out, say for the halva recipe that I'm doing, it's okay. I want to give myself a month to, to perfect it. Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe two months, you know, whatever that is, it's, you know, you want to source the right ingredients. You need to work yeah, your technique down because if you mix it too long, it's going to be too chalky. If you mix it not enough, it's going to be too liquidy. You, know, you need that right consistency. Um, so, you know, with everything else, it takes going a bit of life, testing, doesn't it? It takes a lot of testing. I mean, and testing is the fun part too. That's the other thing, and particularly of what, what I'm trying to do with food. It's the funny thing is I do a lot of testing at night. So it's just like go, going to bed on a full stomach sometimes, right. <laughs> um, you know, and, act, and, you know, as, as you and I are talking right now, I have a, um, a brisket brining in my fridge to, uh, wow. <laughs> to, to, roast um either tomorrow or friday to uh to turn into a pastrami so it's my it's my first foray you know into into making pastrami and you know when you think of a jewish deli that's kind of you know that's the uh the epitome of of that's the number one thing most people think of um so i you know what's that place in new york that really i mean i think there's a lot of famous places but i know uh, one yeah you're really high uh, sandwiches yeah katz's deli Right. Yeah. 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 They are, they are the, um, the be all end all when it comes to, you know, Jewish delis and, um, they're pretty enormous. And, those sandwiches. Though. The sandwiches are, are enormous. I mean, they've been around, you know, 120 plus years, you know, anyway. so, um, they, you know, that's, you know, you look to them as kind of like the, perhaps the barometer of, you know, the classic Jewish deli and, yeah. you know, they're very, they're very consistent. Um, you know, I definitely look to them for inspiration. I look to so many delis for inspiration. You know, I mean, the, but they're the huge. Though. Oh yeah. I mean, the, you know, the, the, and the Jewish deli has definitely had kind of um, like a Renaissance over the last probably five years and it's continuing. There's so many amazing places uh, on the East Coast and the South, and Cal- Los Angeles has its own deli, you know, Jewish deli culture with Wexlers um, mm-hmm. and Cantors, which actually used to be in Jersey City back in the 1920s, and then they moved right around the Depression to LA, and they become an institution out out in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. 
you know, up in Maine, there's uh, Rose, Fu- Rose Foods. In Chicago, there's Manny's and Steingold's. There's uh, Mamawa's in Boston. There's um, General Muir down south, and they're in Georgia. Um, there, there's just, you know, there's great Jewish delis in Texas and Michigan and, and, you know, in Seattle, there's, they're all over the place now. And it's, you know, and all these newer ones that have been opening up and this is kind of the direction that I'm trying to go in is kind of just, um, modernize it, take all those classic dishes and try to modernize it. Um, because I I think just the, you know, people's palates are changing. Mm. Um, you know, something that I think the, you know, there's also, I feel perhaps like a stigma towards the classic Jewish deli where just from a health standpoint, people might be looking for, for alternatives. So, yeah, you know, we need to kind of harness that. And, you know, because of where I live, you know, you know, having vegan or vegetarian options is, is not the exception. It's becoming the norm. Mm. So, you know, one thing that I was making during the high holidays in September for Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur uh, was vegan chopped liver. Hey everyone, I'm jumping in here to let you know about a great little campaign we're doing at the moment in the lead up to Christmas. It has been a pretty challenging almost couple of years and we wanted to see what we could do to help small businesses around the world get a little bit more visibility. So we started a grassroots campaign with creative entrepreneurs and solopreneurs in mind and built an online Christmas directory so shoppers can come and support you this festive season. This is a free service and we'd love to invite you to join us. And if you feel like you could do with a little more help, we have for a very limited time a small program to help you refine some of your processes and get questions answered on how you can improve your business. You can find out all this information on our website at www.leonimilano.com or message us on Instagram at leonimilano, spelled L-E-O-N-I-M-I-L-A-N-O. If you're someone looking for gifts this year, we'd love to invite you to support these wonderful people on our platform. Now let's get back to the episode. Not even the vegan. Oh. <laughs> I'm just my my brain is just thinking. Having said that, I do eat pate. So, well, there you go. That's all it is. Right. Yeah, I know. But try to figure that out. It's like so long as I don't know that it's. I have that, you know, separation. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't even so try to it, figure it out. Well, rather than rather than using liver, it's it's I use mushrooms. Oh, okay. Oh, I love I love mushroom pate. Yes, and you can use other vegetables. You can do zucchini chopped liver, and, and you know for. So why other- do, why would you call it chopped liver if it's mushroom? Like chopped mushroom. Well, because people won't understand what it is. Because it's a Jewish deli, it's like okay, it's chopped liver, but it's right. It's but vegan. it's vegan, like, right? Okay, yeah. so it kind of keep, keeps that representation in their mind, right? Of what right. they're so having, it, right? And it, it makes people question, like, well, what makes it vegan? Well, there's no liver in there, but it has that same texture. Um, you know, so it's mushrooms, like the, the one that I made had mushrooms, um, Aleppo pepper for the spice, um, what else? Red wine, capers. Oh, um, sounds amazing. Yeah. So, and, and, and a lot of the, a lot of the, the dishes, um, it's, it's a very, it's a very Italian inspired recipe and my wife is Italian and a lot of the, the dishes, the recipe or the dishes that we're trying to come up for the menu have that, you know, Italian twist to it. And we're, we're pulling from the entire diaspora. 
um, where, you know, whether it's, you know, the, his, the Jewish culture from Italy or from England or obviously Eastern Europe, uh, but even North Africa, South America, uh, you know, all over the U.S., you know, we're trying to pull from there. Um, you know, my, my, you know, like the, my wife always says I have a, uh, it's, I have three things. I have a, uh, a Jewish birthright, a, uh, an English sensibility, and, a, and an Italian soul. So, you know, the English sensibility part comes from, you know, studying in, in London years ago and just falling in love with, with everything mm-hmm. English and, and all. And, and the uh, weather. You know, the, <laughs> obviously. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I can still, I mean, this is back in 1999 and I, I remember everything about my time there. And I've since been back. It's, you know, now it's been another 10 years since I was last in England. But, um, and the Italian soul part is just, um, her and I have been to Italy several times and it's, it's kind of our happy place. And what's um, your favorite part of Italy? We spent a lot of time in Tuscany. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, there's just, we just love, you know, finding an agriturismo and, um, you know, eating meats and cheeses and stuff oh, like that. So good, isn't it? Yeah. Just really keeping, you know, really simple. So, you know, so the signature sandwich that I'm trying to develop for for Hanks is um uh you know trying to combine you know the, the Jewish, Italian, and, and English aspect components to it. So mm-hmm. uh, that's something that I'm working on. And uh and, and 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 I think the a lot of the 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 genesis of the name, you know, people always ask where does the name Hanks come from? Mm. You know, it's not you know your traditional Jewish name. Um it's, right, exactly. Yeah, my wife Teresa and I, we have these alter egos called Hank and Margaret Schwartz. Uh, so Schwartz is a very uh, Jew- very Jewish last name. Um, and we, we had these alter egos years and years ago. We were in Italy, and I think it was in Italy when we came up with all these other characters for, um, for this world of ours. And so what we are, so Hank and Margaret Schwartz, are role mops and role mops are just little herrings. Mm-hmm. And we came up with this backstory that we are these role mops who live inside Katz's <laughs> deli. And all we want to do is just escape the deli and explore New York city. Um, but we are so like afraid and, and scared and, you know, and, and Margaret just like latches on to Hank's back and just, you know, like, <laughs> this is a book. Have you read it? No, have it, you written this as a book yet? Not yet. I've always wanted to write children's books. I have so many developed and, and written. I just, again, haven't had the time to bring them to an agent. Um, so, Oh, you've you know, already written them? I've written several children's books. Not about, the, not about Hank and Margaret, but other, other, other ideas. Um, one, one about my son, Levi, looking for pickles at a farmer's market. So the, the other characters that we created were... Um, and like we've subsequently named sandwiches after all these people. Um, there's there's Charlie and Shirley Goldberg, and Charlie Charlie is a bus driver, and Shirley is just a bitch. Uh, but she's our best. But they're our best friends. Um, but they're really cheap. There's um, they're the Crances, which are loosely based off of my parents. Um, you know there there's. The funny thing is, we've only of the of the two of them, we've only given one of them a natural first name. There's Larry Krantz, and I don't know what the other name is. 
we haven't given we haven't given the the, the female character a name yet. Uh, right. Maybe it should be like an alliteration. Um, there's uh, uh, Soupy Greens. That's 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 Hank's agent, right. um, and he has really big sunglasses. There there's a uh, Sweet Spot. Hank's father is is Sweet Schwartz, and he right. was a boxer. But he got knocked in the head so many times he doesn't remember like anything about his life. So like, like anytime you ask Sweet Spot a question, you're like, "I was a boxer from 1934 to 1930," and uh, I so um, I, I, I'm I'm like uh, I can hear Right. So he just he just goes around and just ask just requesting receipts for everything, um, <laughs> because otherwise you know you can't deduct it from your taxes. Um, there's I, I'm trying to think if there's there's I think there's Uncle Murray as well. I think everyone has an Uncle Murray, um, and then another another sandwich. It's not based off of our alter egos, but it's based off of of our son. It's called the Leviticus. That, that's his full name. Mm-hmm. And it's a sandwich that we developed that's half Jewish, half Italian, because that's that's what he is. So it's the, the current idea for it is is um, shredded brisket with uh, provolone cheese and gardeniera on um, our our landlords own uh, a bakery in our neighborhood, uh, Rizzo's Bakery. So it would be on Italian bread, their their bread. So you know, and has one, he one approved f- this? My Your my son. son? Yeah. Oh, he's a fantastic taste tester. He's uh, nice. You know, he's, he, yeah, he has a he has a very hearty appetite, and um, so any, so he loves the pickles. Uh, he he. I want to try these pickles. He, he, he even loves uh, the pickled radishes. Um, Yum. Uh, so the funny thing is about that is when he brings them to school, he says, uh, "No, Papa, the radishes they taste so good, but when I open up my my lunch bag, they smell really bad." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, but we'll see. And, and, uh, but so all these, all these are going to be on your menu. Well, eventually I think, you know, the the key that, uh, what's the big dream. What's the like ultimate dream for this. For the deli. Yeah. Is it a deli? Would it be a restaurant deli? I mean, it's a dining deli. Well, that, well, that's what kind of where the, the whole, how the pandemic has, has affected us, where it kind of get it, got us to rethink what is this physical space? Mm. Um, is it just takeout? Is it a ghost kitchen? Is it a sit down spot? Mm. Um, you know, we even talked about the idea of having a food truck, but you know, that's even more of a commitment than, than having, I think, than having a, a physical space. But, you know, I think, you know, a food truck I can probably pull off right now just from a financial standpoint, but again, from a time standpoint and based on my, it's, it just doesn't work for my family's dynamic with mm. our schedule, my wife's work schedule and uh, what my, you know, son wants to do on the weekends. It's, you know, I mm. can't be driving him around all of New Jersey all weekend <laughs> long and he get and he gets, doesn't get to spend time with his friends. Yeah. Um, so right now that, that doesn't work out for us. Maybe someday we'll be able to do it. I mean, the ultimate goal is to have a physical space. As far as what goes inside that space, it's, you know, I think the right now the happy medium is kind of like that fast casual where you can come in and sit down and eat, but 
We're not going to be serving the food directly to you. You can order at the counter. We can either bring you the food, you know, but you know, that's it. Or you just pick up at the counter, but we'll, we would love to have a few tables. Mm. Um, you know, the, the challenge also when it comes to delivery um, is dealing with all the different delivery services. It's, you know, there's so many um, issues with some of them with just the high fees that they place on the businesses. And I think uh, cities are trying, and I think Jersey Everywhere. City is one of them. They're trying to um, put a cap on what you can charge a local business. I mean, you know, especially now where it's all these small businesses who are trying to stay mm-hmm. alive. If 30% of a bill is going back to a service, then what, what, what comes away for, on your part? Um, at the same time, of that 30% that goes back to the delivery service, not all of it goes to them that I am aware of. Um, I, I think there needs to be just a lot more transparency of where all, this, all these fees go to. Yeah so people can understand. Um, and there also needs to be a lot more accountability because if, you know, if I, if any business, you know, we, we place, we place an order, we fulfill it. Once it leaves our establishment, it's still our responsibility to get to the customer. Mm-hmm. And yet if there's an issue where it never gets to them or something is missing and it's, and say it's something that's clearly the driver's fault, um, where it looks bad on us. Yeah, it still comes back to you, doesn't it? Right. We're the one who's losing out. Mm. So, you know, I think that's, so that's why it's, it'll be great. You know, businesses, I know they're, you know, are try, would try to hire their own delivery driver, but because, you know, maybe now it might be easier with, with unemployment benefits, not the way they were, but prior to the extended benefits and the extra benefits, you couldn't hire anyone to, to work. And, and, and there's still, especially in the restaurant industry, um, there's still a shortage. There's still a restaurant shortage, particularly in, in New York. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I'm unaware of how things are in the rest of the country or in other major cities. Um, but in New York, it's, you know, com- restaurants are still struggling to find people to, to come to work, you know, who right. want to work. Um, yeah. You know, and, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, they're, doing fine on unemployment or, you know, they're just not comfortable in the workplace. Um, but, you know, so right now, as far as, you know, what kind of space I'm looking for, you know, it's not anything grand in size, um, but we just, the, the key is always the, is the quality of the food. Um, Cause there are tons of, there are several Italian delis um, in our area that are amazing that I've been frequenting for 20 years. And most of them are takeout only. Takeout on delivery, um, and several of them are, have their own takeout, have their own delivery drivers. But uh, you know, you walk by them on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, and there's just a line out the door because they've established right. themselves as being mm-hmm. amazing. So, I, and you know, I think what I have going for me is that there isn't another Jewish deli in our neighborhood. There's one in Hoboken, um, but you know, I'll I'll leave the comments up to the 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 other reviewers, but, um, you know, so when I mentioned what I'm trying to do to like, Oh, please, please open, you know, there, it's, you know, I don't want to sound too arrogant or cocky or anything, but it's, it's almost as if it's like a, uh, like a field of dreams kind of thing where if you build it, they will come scenario. Um, like I, I feel very confident, you know, because of the, the feedback that I've been getting mm. from people in, in my, in my neighborhood that, um, you know, this is something that people want. And also I can just tell from the development that's going on in, in Jersey city Heights with all the luxury buildings 
you know, there's, there's definitely the clientele is more of the clientele will be coming, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, there's no hiding. It's definitely a place. I think there's definitely a place for it. Yeah. And like, you know, with Jewish jelly, it's an expensive place to operate. The food is an expensive. People love, but it's, it's, you know, there's this sense of comfort as well. Mm -hmm. You know, with a lot of it, it's, you know, for some people, it's the, just the deliciousness of the food. For others, it could just, it's also the nostalgia of food that they grew up with. And I think that's a big of part of it. Mm. Um, you know, whether you are Jewish yourself or you just grew up in an area that has a lot of that cuisine, you know, New York City being one of those places. Um, so I, it, it's, again, I need to just keep moving forward, mm. you know, creating that, you know, using a term from my current industry of, publishing and creating a production calendar uh, mm-hmm. of what I need to do next and just try to continue to um, create partnerships and meet the right people. And um, I think the collaborations is a really good idea, especially yeah, the ones that you've done so far. Yeah. I just need to do more of that. And, and um, hopefully, you know, there'll be some, you know, there's a knight in shining armor out there who'll come and like, here's, you know, the money that you need. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, based on the business plan that I created and, and everything, I'm not looking to, you know, beg for anything or like, Hey, please do me a favor. I'm trying, I'm trying to work for this. I don't want to mm. make anyone think that I'm entitled because I'm, I'm not, it's, you know, this is something that I really want to work for. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm aware, like I am new to a lot of this too. You know, mm. I still need to refine my own, you know, cooking skills and, um, you know, just learn more about the industry. It's, you know, but again, it goes back to uh, a piece of advice that was given to me was, you know, you remember, you're not going to be the one physically doing all of this, but you just need to know all of it. You know, you're yeah. the face of it. You just need to be out there every day and greeting people and um, working on PR and, and, and everything. But, you know, you just need to hire the right people. Yeah, exactly. So tell me what is your favorite food? ever ah it's a great question i love barbecue me too Uh, yeah um as far as like a cuisine goes i love barbecue and ribs um i eat them all the way down to the bone and but as far as like an individual food that i really really like um it might be fried chicken Mm, i like that choice so second would be either spare ribs from a chinese restaurant Nice. And or and then hot dogs. I would love to try to incorporate some barbecue elements into our menu. Uh, I mean, fried chicken is something that we eat during Hanukkah because everything is, you know, all the foods during Hanukkah are, are cooked in oil and fried. Um, you know, and then hot dogs. I just, I don't know, I just always loved hot dogs. And I never, I never, I can't really imagine hot dogs in with the menu, but I guess, you know. Well, well, well hot dogs are actually a, a big thing in Jewish delis. So, right. um, so in addition to being a, a, a delicatessen, which mm-hmm. is your, you know, which is the meat part, um, we also want to be do appetizing, which is not, some, to some people they think, do you mean appetizer? Like, no, appetizing is not, um, it's, a, it's, it's, a, um, uh, it's a noun, not just an adjective or, 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 um, misspelling of appetizer 
um, in like the historically in the traditional sense in the Jewish world, an appetizing place is your is your your dairy place. So you, don't, you know, in the, in the world in the laws of kosherness of being kosher, you don't have meat and dairy mixed. So mm. we're not trying to be a kosher place. So the other famous, so the famous appetizing place in New York is Russ and Daughters, and that's where you get all your you know your 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 locks and smoked salmon and your smoked fishes and your bagels and and everything like that. So you know we want our we want, I want my place I want Hanks to be both of those. You get your pastrami sandwich and your bagel and locks and cream cheese. Um, nice. So we want to we want to have um, you know both of those components under one roof. Very nice. Wow, you got a very exciting future ahead of you. Thank yes. you so much for um, taking the time today. And how can people find you? Sure. So you can find me at Hank's Delicatessen. Perfect. Amazing. Thank you again. Thank you. I'll chat to you soon. You've just finished listening to an episode of Rare Conversations. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to leave a review and share it with a friend who you think would be interested in this topic. And if you have a business question, please send it in to us. We may very well answer it in our next episode. So be sure to tag me on social media at Leonie Milano. The show notes and other information can be found on our website at www.leonimilano.com. Thank you again for listening and we look forward to having you back with us again soon.